space. We'll do it live. It. Do it live. We'll write it and we'll do it live. What do we have here? What is this? The handsome content. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Who's with me? Let's go. Come on. The Silver and Brown Show, 97.7 Hits FM. Good morning. Party people, how the heck you doing? Happy Monday to you and yours. 531, happy Monday to you, Carl freaking Brown. Good morning, buddy. How the heck you doing over there? Doing good, man. How was your weekend? Real good. I actually had a, you know, for a, uh, for a pandemic, uh, you know, stay-at-home order weekend. Yeah. About as good as you could have. It was really good. Well, there we go. Yeah. I am not really telling you about my weekend. How was it? You can go ahead. I'm fine. I'm Look, I'm comfortable and secure in my weekend. We had a nice, <laughs> nice bomb around on Sunday. Took Killer. the dog for a couple of walks. It was, uh, it was good. It I was... bought pie from a roadside stand. I saw the pictures of the pie. Get, get this. I, my, you know, Chelsea loves, you know, being a foodie and stuff yeah. like that. So, okay. We took Walt for a stroll Saturday morning uh, at Fort George, and they were coming back Niagara Stone Road, and we passed this pie stand, and she was like, oh, pie stand, should have turned around. And I'm like, well, you know how I am. I'm an idiot, and I never turn around because somehow I consider it a sign of defeat. So <laughs> instead, we're, <laughs> Saturday night, we're hanging out, and I was like, here's the deal. She's like, what are we going to do? we got all Sunday. We've already done the yard work. I'm like, we're going to go back to that pie stand. We're going to buy a pie from the stand, and then I'm going to stop at Avondale, and I'm going to buy a, a little one-liter thing of fresh vanilla ice cream from Avondale, Ooh. and then we'll have cherry pie and ice cream for dessert tomorrow and, night. And how did it hold out, or did it live up, I should say? Oh, it's outstanding. It's tremendous. That was my Sunday. That sounds lovely, actually. It was lovely. <laughs> Holy, does that sound nice. It was nice. We stopped at the 60 or more local jam stand as well. Got some local jams. Local oh, pies and local jams. Mm-hmm. Look at you Lo- two. Local ice cream. Oh. Folks, we support them. You're living. <laughs> and with the pie, Sam, was it like a uh, like a classic wooden kind of? Just a dude with a table outside oh, a trailer. Okay. One Canadian flag marking it. <laughs> if you didn't know it was there, you're going to pass by it. Yeah. And why did you uh, now? I know you're a cherry boy. Mm-hmm. Is is that your number one pie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a cherry pie. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was others, but yes, it was very good. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I, I had a dream last night that I wanted you to try and guess very quickly. Uh, I had a dream that I had four nipples. Four. Four. Ooh, is my guessing game where are the other two? That's exactly what you're going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to say they were to the left and right of your belly button. Ooh, great guess. But like, but like in pretty tight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So nipple, nipple, hole? Yeah. A nipple, hole, nipple. Which, by the way, is the weirdest children's uh, nursery rhyme <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the history. This is, is worse than Duck, Duck, Goose, considerably. <laughs> Nipple, nipple, hole. <laughs> uh, the nipples. Where were they? Were in my Sh- armpit. Show them to me. Oh. Armpits. They were each in my armpit. Oh. I had no hair in the armpits. Just right no in the middle. Hair. Right in the middle, two nipples. <laughs> my wife considerably grossed out. Yeah. And then I became terrified to tell anybody because anybody I told, they no longer wanted to be friends with me. So you just. 
No, like no tank tops ever again. Keep the yeah. arms in tight. Never. Full chicken wing. You only bend from the elbows, kind of thing. That's exactly it. <laughs> and then I just woke up and was like, "What the hell does that even mean?" Did you check? I did check. <laughs> <laughs> you would too, okay? It oh, was yeah. weird. It was one of those dreams when I woke up. I was just like, "What mm. the hell was that?" Quick, just a quick once under each one. I okay. wasn't excited. I wasn't no. terrified. I was just like, "What?" Was that? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I wish I had cherry pie right now. I've still got plenty. Oh my! It's just Chelsea not here. Oh, that's true. <laughs> How much? Did you make it at least through half the pie? No, no, I had like a slice each. <laughs> Tons. Oh my god! Be eating we... it for days. Hold on. I was. I had a different song <laughs> lined up for the. Are banger. you taking it? Are you taking it out? I'm gonna take it out. Go for it. Because you know what we're gonna start the show with. I do now. Dink of the day is coming up. Carl Brown, it's for you. Warrant. <laughs> Let's go. How the hell else were we going to start this show after you talked about cherry pie today? <laughs> it was excellent. When Very do we good. ever get to play Warrant Cherry Pie? Not often. Right? Not often. Oh, man. You got to pick your spots. I believe I have said this on the show, but the first strip club I ever went to, mm-hmm. that song was the first thing I ever saw a stripper dance to, which is so cliche. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of required viewing, it's isn't unreal it? unreal cliche, but I was so excited to be like, this is the dream. I think everybody's goal for a couple of years in the 80s was to like make sure their song was like stripper oh, viable. Yeah. You know oh, what I yeah. Mean? It sure seemed like it. That's rock and roll, baby. That's rock and roll. Are you kidding me? Uh, all right, dink of the day. Let's go to China. And, you know, we talk on the show, we have talked about this many times. People's inability to just be happy with what they have gotten away with sometimes. Oh, I mean, like sometimes you pull off a bit of a crime, you've got some benefit, but rather than. And you got just, away with it? Sure. I mean, you got to go back to the well. You just keep going. So there's a guy. Uh, he is 18. No, 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 19, I believe. Either okay. way, doesn't matter. Uh, he had some KFC coupons for some free chicken, okay? Sweet. So that's great. He realizes, though, that there's, uh, there's some app in China that's similar to WhatsApp, the chat service, okay? Oh, is it a WeChat? Uh, that's the one, yeah. Yeah. So... He realized that if you, apparently, WeChat also provides coupons for different businesses. Okay. If he uses the K- the KFC coupon he has with WeChat and just, like, physically types in the number of the coupon into the chat, he'll get the free chicken, but the coupon doesn't, like, expire or... He doesn't uh, have to hand it over. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So he realized that, well, if I just keep doing that... I'll just get free chicken for the rest of my life. Forever and ever. I just will. St- Can't imagine I'll ever turn the tap off. So that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Every day, he would just rack up more free chicken by either going back in and doing it again or going to different KFCs. But he wasn't just eating it for himself. He was then selling the free chicken to make a profit. For two years... For two years, he got free KFC chicken and then sold it on the side to classmates in college or other just random people. 
Sometimes he would, he got caught, one time he got caught selling the chicken directly outside the KFC. Like, walked out the front door, made the exchange. And sold it right there to people. <laughs> How desperate do you have to be, by the way? Two to, years? Two years. He kept this up for two years. Two years. That's a lot of chicken. That's a lot of chicken. He ended up stealing, taking, however you want to say it, $15,000 worth of chicken. <laughs> he found a loop in their system, though. He did find a loop in their system. And he took advantage of it for probably too long. Well, see, this is the thing, right? Is one, year, one year as a chicken salesman might have been the time to hit the finish line. You got away with it. At some point, you got to just stop and say, I made some money. Yeah. I got some free chicken. Yeah. It's time for me to move on with my life. I'm, I'm four grand in the plus. I'm chicken rich. Let's go <laughs> and just move on from the KFC scam. Chicken shoes for daddy. Chicken Absolutely. rich. Chicken. <laughs> you like that? I did. Name of my country album. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's me if I was a country artist. That's right. Forget the album. That's my chicken, name as an artist. Chicken Rich. <laughs> Short for Richard, though. That's right. <laughs> See, here's the thing. If he had just taken it and eaten it himself, maybe it's a... But as soon as you start selling it for profit, that's where people are going to have a problem with it. Does nobody catch on? He's just the guy that comes in daily for his, like, $5 fill-up, and they're just like, just give it to him. Get him out of here. Get the chick- Get Chicken Rich out of here. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he got his friends in on the scam and had them selling chicken for him as well so they could all make a profit off of this. This guy understands the distribution chain. He should, like, apply these skills to something other than bootleg KFC. It's like your wrestling knowledge. It's like if mm. only you could use that brain yeah. for good. If only I could use this for purposes <laughs> other than radio. Uh, the guy, chicken bootleg guy, he ended up getting two years in prison. No way. His buddies that he had, uh, he hired to help him, 13 months in prison. Oh. <laughs> Pretty stiff punishment and for a chicken scam. KFC said they're going to be looking at uh, eliminating coupons as uh, people have been uh, working the system against them. How's the prison system in China? Pretty good? <laughs> they're hurting for the day. How do, how do they treat chicken thieves? The Silver and Brown Show. 97.7 Hits FM. You know, there's one text here, and I'm glad this, this person uh, sent it in after the KFC story. A guy, for two years, he basically worked KFC's Abuse. system against yeah. him. Abusing a coupon scam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I guess the coupon just never expired? I guess not, yeah. But he was getting, and the coupon was for free chicken. And he found a loophole, and he got the free chicken. But then he was selling the free chicken. You Which, can only eat so much KFC yourself. I guess, but I'm guessing that's where the police probably had more of an issue. When you're turning the, a profit. The, re- the reselling, yeah. Yeah, when you're turning a profit. But one of the things he did is he would get the chicken and he would resell it outside of KFC restaurants. Basically being like, hey, come on in or, or come yeah. see me. Rather than go in there, half the price, pay me. And this text message here. I'm glad they they did bring it up. It said, what's even stranger is when a guy approaches you and they're like, hey, you want to buy some chicken? (laughs) Carl, we have, and really everybody listening, there's been moments in your life where you are real hard up. Mm -hmm. And saving even $10 is like a dream. 
But even in your lowest moment, do you think you would have bought street chicken outside of a KFC? Ooh. Oh, man. Like, think back to your lowest moment. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking of a couple of them. Right? The, the, where you try to, where you use your debit and you're just not even sure if it's going to say insufficient funds. He's got, does he have like the bucket and it's like you give him something for like a piece or uh, is it a boxed meal? Is it sealed? Ugh. Does that matter? I mean, I've, I have eaten some some questionable street food in some foreign countries, but I don't know, man. Something about buying Se- it off second, like. Secondhand, secondhand KFC feels different. Doesn't I think it? it would hit different. I'm not into it. I don't like, think I would do it. I feel like street meat, you know, in, uh, yeah, any other foreign country, like, it's, it's just kind of part of the experience. Like, yeah, okay, okay, whatever. Yeah. And even, like, I've had bizarre street meat in Canada and in America, mm-hmm. like, just carts where you go, yeah, but I'm it's pretty hammered. It's still a vendor. That's though. just it, right? That's what I'm it's trying to get a at. Man, it's not a man with a bucket looking to make a buck. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. I don't think I could do it. I hope I wouldn't do it. And I'm really shocked at the amount. Of, he, the guy made 15 grand. Yeah. He kept Over that two years. Over two yeah. years. Selling it to randoms and classmates. I could see the classmates thing because it's like, like if you came to me and were like, hey, I've got some chicken. Would I'd you like the system, some? yeah. I'd be, it would be weird for you to charge me for it, but I would still understand that, you know. I can get behind that really, Yeah. But just like a, just out front with the like, hey, two piece meal deal right here, 350 for me, 550 inside, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not there. I, when I was going to broadcasting school, I've said this, I worked at the Starbucks uh, yeah. that was right near the school. And you would get all the free food, like free sandwiches and cookies and stuff at the end of the night that you don't sell. I would take those to class, but I would just give them to people. (laughs) I used to do the same. I I worked at a bread garden for years, and I would would show up to, like, a house party after my shift, and I'd have, like, the take-home sandwiches at the end of the night. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'd just go in there and toss them out. Well, that's just it, right? Making money off it. I don't know. Yeah, it it came back that. twofold in the sense of sometimes we'd go to bars and somebody'd be like, "Oh, you've given me a bunch of free food. I'll get you a beer," or they'd be like, "Oh, here, let me get you that coffee because you know you've given me." So like, you just gotta hope it comes back around. It feels a little greasy trying to make the money off it. This guy, in terms of coming back around, just ended up putting him in prison. Yeah, yeah, it really, really backfired. <laughs> where do uh, I know there's a. Uh... It's kind of like a hierarchy in prison. Where do chicken thieves land on the uh, pecking order? Oh, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have given that a three out of ten if somebody called the machine. I'd give it a two and a half. (laughs) It's the Glorious Sons with the Soper and Brown Show. The Soper and Brown Show. 97.7 Hits FM. Kurt Cobain. His hair is being sold. Six strands of it, Carl. That's right. We picked up this story, I think, uh, Tuesday last week, and we were having a look uh, through Iconic Auctions. Uh, they were auctioning off six strands of Kurt Cobain's hair. Uh, this was uh, so taken 
from a haircut he received October 29th, 1989. They have like the picture with it too, right? Yeah, from the uh, from the hairdresser. Uh, it went from the hairdresser to artist Nicole uh, DePaulo, uh, who was a friend of Kurt's from DePaulo. It went to a man named John Reznikoff of University Archives, who was named, you like this, in 2014 Guinness World Records book as having the world's largest collection of historic hair. <laughs> His research indicates his research indicates it is the only available Cobain hair on the market. So hold on before we go any further. (laughs) This guy collects human hair. Famous hair. As a hobby. As a as a big hobby, apparently. How the hell does he get oh all right, all right, all right, keep going. He makes a living. Uh, so we tracked this auction. It started at twenty five hundred bucks. Uh, I said it would get north of ten thousand. You said it does not hit ten thousand. No. As we finished the show on Friday, we were at like thirty three hundred and change. It had gone up about eight hundred bucks. But we know auctions like this don't really take off until the last twenty four hours. And it closed on Saturday, right? Closed on Saturday. I have the total in front of me. Do you want to guess it, or do you want me to just give it to you? I'll you guess it got to fifty-one hundred. Final retail price, including buyer's premium, fourteen thousand one hundred and forty-five dollars for six strands. What? Of Cobain's there. Fourteen one forty-five. That is insane. 14 grand for six strands of hair. Six strands. It's a good economy, folks. It works. Not to mention, it jumped up 11 grand. Yeah, yeah, basically $11,000 from the time we were off air on Friday until it finished up uh, midday Saturday. So, yeah, 14,145 is your final price and for six strands of Cobain hair. Again, I, 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 I've never ever dabbled in an ebay auction or anything like that it's i've never mm-hmm. done it you do it somewhat as a hobby you sell mm-hmm. you know uh, uh trade sports cards so yep. you you have a better idea than i do but yep. that's still is that shocking yeah, to it, you or not shocking i thought it would end in the 10 to 12 area so it's a little above what i thought it would be but i'm not shocked by it now oh, somebody just texted can't say said, i'm shocked by it 2300 a strand yeah that's about right that is, in, I don't care how much money you have. Yeah. 14 grand for six 14 grand, buddy. Yeah. Again, it's got to be a mitful for me to be like, oh, that's cool. I'd hang that up. What do you, what yeah. do, you do with it now? File it away quietly somewhere. It's, you got to put it on it display, don't it. you? Something like that. I you mean, you spend 14 grand, you got to put it on display. I'm looking at it, and I'm not even sure... How you would display it? I guess if you did it under like a, like a pressed glass kind of like thing, but I don't know, man. Do you take it out and hold it? No, I don't think I touch it. Because you're afraid of losing so. it, uh, or it degrading. I mean, this is from a haircut in 1989. I would assume that the oils of my, I guess I can get gloves on, maybe. Yeah. But even then, I mean, what are you, what are you gonna see? You're not gonna see anything. It's just a strand of blonde hair. Yeah, I guess it's just to be like, oh, right? cool, I'm holding Kurt Cobain's hair. I like, I don't know. I'm I trying guess. to wrap my head why you would want to get, do it. I guess. Hey, man, there are people. There are fans. Somebody, somebody to them, this was worth $14,000. 
It's always, it's always, it's, it's never like, what is your collectible, you know, worth? It may be worth whatever. It's worth whatever someone's going to buy it for. And yeah. This was particularly worth $14,000. Well, look, again, I am willing to sell my blonde streaks. Mm-hmm. My, my wife cut my hair again yesterday for me. $14. Uh, dude, I'll take 11. <laughs> I'll take 11. A, I'll take a coffee. The bidding's going in the other direction. Actually, you know what? Give me one bucket of KFC chicken and I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> the Silver and Brown Show. 97.7 Hits FM. Carl's been laughing off air because he's found a list of some of the more bizarre and, and just different auction <laughs> items. Yeah. After we talked about the Kurt Cobain hair. And you had me guess a few uh, uh, of the other items that were sold by this website or this guy, or I've got uh, I've got a few here. I've got one more that's uh, that's hair related. I am so terrible at guessing these things. <laughs> like again, I, I thought this guy would, this would go well below ten thousand. The Kirk Cobainer. I said five thousand. Ends up at fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, how about how about this one for you? Right? Yeah, yeah. Willie Nelson's braids. Willie Nelson's braids. <laughs> He cut off his signature braids and gave them to his friend Waylon Jennings in 1983. The sale was part of a 2014 auction of thousands of Jennings possessions. God. Willie Nelson's braids. When did when did he sell? When did they get sold? Does it's it 2014. Say? It's part of a 2014 auction. That's got to be at least thirty-two thousand dollars. Hey, ballpark, buddy. Ballpark, yeah? thirty-seven grand. Okay, okay. You're in the ballpark. Okay. Uh, how about a Scarlett Johansson used tissue from the Tonight Show? Oh my God! Blew her nose into a tissue. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, Think this, about it. The Scarlett Johansson tissue. There's gonna be a weirdo out there. She's a big time celebrity. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say it's sixty-one thousand. Oh, wow, no. Five grand. Oh, damn it. Five, five grand for the tissue. I thought people would get out of control for it. You know. Honestly, like, I thought people would get horny for it. I've That's got a few more. I've got a few more rock and roll ones here. Okay, okay. Um, I've got a uh, Kurt Cobain used amplifier. He's an amp. It's a stage used amp. Opening bid was 15 grand. I'll give you that. So now that I know it's going to at least double, I'll add like five. I'll add a little bit, but 42,000. Yeah, ninety three thousand. Oh my god! <laughs> ninety three grand. Oh my god! Just a little bit of cash. You got it on you? That, you know, I uh, I don't. I haven't sold enough chicken. He makes some pretty bold bets on the show. Thank you, have it on you. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can give you one more rock and roll one here. Hold Jeez. on, my computer is trying to uh, trying to freeze and ruin this break. Oh, I just found one. I just googled myself. William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a kidney stone. The Shatner Stone. What did a fan buy that kidney stone for? Shatner Stone, $13,500. Grand for a kidney stone. $25,000. Right, this one's actually cool. Okay. This was actually cool. Bob Dylan, handwritten, blown in the wind lyrics, signed Ooh. and authenticated. Starting bid fifteen grand. Does it say when it sold? Uh, it was this closed this weekend actually. Oh, these are I'm looking at sales that closed this weekend on it, uh, iconicauctions.com. If it sold, started at fifteen, sold this weekend. I think it's going to more than triple it, 
and I'll give you forty nine grand. Again, ballpark. Fifty seven thousand okay. nine hundred and thirteen bucks. Okay. Yeah, just okay. under fifty okay. just under fifty eight. I'm gonna give you one more that I found. Go for it. A pair of underwear previously owned by Elvis Presley that he did soil himself in. <laughs> he did soil. That's right. Well, he's gotta be more worth than that. So I'm gonna go twenty six grand for the dirty endies. Twenty six grand. Yeah. You know, I would have thought so as well. Just no? eight grand. For the Elvis Presley soiled underwear. Maybe there's a lot of them on the market. (laughs) Not a rare. Not rare. With king streaks. (laughs) Kings. That's what I would have called them. 977 977. You can text the show. It's Zeppelin on Hits FM. A lot of people are shocked in the text box that Elvis Presley's underwear, a soiled underwear, pardon me. Yeah. Went for just eight grand. That's still, it's a weird item to buy, but it seems low, doesn't it? So I'm just saying, I think there was more on the market than we were anticipating. Market wasn't as hungry yeah. for. When you're living that fast and hard, you're going to soil some undies. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that's true. Although, <laughs> now that I do think about it, it, yeah. it makes sense. Some of the songs that he released, you can tell when it happened. I don't know if you remember this song or not. Mm. Wise men say. Only fools rush in. Wow. But I can't help falling oh my God, in love with you. Oh, I thought that was a different one. <laughs> I went into our system and grabbed eight fart clips. We have crawled under some low bars on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that might be one of the lowest. A guy called up is like, you got to play Elvis song and play fart sound effects behind it. And I said to this man, your wish, our command. All right, you want to wow. do open mic now? Shelby's back today, isn't she? Yeah, I'll field questions after that break. <laughs> Shelby's not going <laughs> to. If she's listening. She ain't coming back on the show. Maybe at 750. 977-977. You can text the show. Call me now. <laughs> Who is this? A huge ass. Is this two people on the line? No, I don't do no party line. <laughs> 977-977. You can text the show. Carl is thoroughly disgusted with me this morning. <laughs> and yes, we're adding king streaks to the band names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. First up. The guy didn't leave their name, but they said, what's a skill you've taught yourself during the pandemic? Uh, how to turn restlessness and anxiety into cleanliness. <laughs> you've, become, you've become cleaner, you, find, I am, you feel? I am, I am the tidier. Yeah. You just watch me putt around the house. <laughs> it's, for me, it's any of the games that my kids play. Mm-hmm. I have learned so much about because you've got to <laughs> do something with them. Yeah. Like before I'd been like, I don't care to play Minecraft with you. And now it's like, well, I guess I'm learning how to play Minecraft. You pitched this question to me off air and I was like, I don't know what I've learned. And then I remembered on Friday night, it's like 1245. And I was like taking the filters out of my dishwasher and rinsing Ooh, them in the sink. <laughs> Getting it set up to run a cleanse, a cleanse cycle. I'm like, uh, I think that's maybe what I've learned. <laughs> what is a movie you regret watching? Came in from Gregory. Oh, I'm going to go with Martin Scorsese's 2016 film, Silence. 
I've never even heard of it. It was, and uh, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a big Scorsese fan, and a dear friend of ours, of of yours and mine, his friend's Mike Ellinger, yeah. he pumped this movie, said this was Scorsese's life project. He's been trying to get this made since 1990. This is his passion project. My friend, after 161, like just of the most boring minutes I've ever spent in a theater, I came out of there with a grudge against our friend, Mike Ellinger. Is that why? So No, he, I hold a grudge for other reasons, but this is one of the worst. I told him, I, I said, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, and I want you to watch it because you hyped it so hard to me. He couldn't finish it. He pumped its tires, and he couldn't even finish it. See, you are somebody, though, if somebody tells you it's the greatest thing ever, you immediately have your hackles up. Yeah, no, but this was not like some like widespread, you say you never even heard of the film. This wasn't some like, yeah. the whole world is behind silence. It was like, Mike and I discuss film all the time, and he said this, you got to see this. And I went and saw it, and I went in theater, so there was no escape, because I'm going to sit through it. <laughs> Matthew, this thing sucked. And I don't care what anyone says. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I was there's I watched a movie last night that, with the kids. It was some I don't know, it was some Netflix cartoon movie that was so bad I fell asleep actually on the couch for a little bit. And then tried to play it off like I wasn't falling like I wasn't asleep. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Sure. Get get no. angry for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> it's called Secret Oh God, Secret Agents something. I can't remember. A whole I want, what I wanna bring this up is is if any if you haven't seen the Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, it's like a, again, it's like a family movie. Yeah. Not you, Carl. I, you okay. shouldn't watch it. I'm not. Okay. I'm not giving you. I'm talking anybody who has kids. Watch the Mitchells versus the Machines. That movie was incredible. I thought this was about bad movies. Oh yeah, no. I've, I'm now. I've changed it into that's a movie you should watch because it's a okay. ton of fun. I actually want more people to watch this just so they can commiserate with me and confirm it's as bad as I remember it was. Hard I will pass. never go back to it. Hard pass. Uh, you got one more you wanted to throw out there. <laughs> I like this question. If you had to pick between being the world's best tetherball player or finding $100 in the street, what would you pick? See, the thing is, is there even like tetherball championships? I assume there is. Am I going to be able to make any money off of being the best tetherball? But I mean, do you, like, look, I know we're not, you know, we're not high rolling. Do you need $100 or would you rather be the best in the world at something, even if it's tetherball? I would be, I would enjoy being the best in the world at almost anything. But if I said to just the most random person, hey, do you know that I'm uh, the number one ranked tetherball player? They you know will what, not believe you. Do you know what their response would be? <laughs> Oh, you were serious. Oh, you were serious. Yeah, they they wouldn't think you would. They think you were like doing a bit. <laughs> do you have to go and like? How do you prove it to them? You you get yeah. You even if you found a tether ball, they'd be like, "Oh, great! You're you're amazing at hitting a ball." <laughs> it's incredible. Good like, for you. Nobody would care. <laughs> Give me the hundred bucks. I'm going to buy as many sandwiches and chicken as I can buy. I'm trying to Google who is the best tetherball player in the world, and I'm just not even getting answers. I'm just getting instructions on how to and go that's buy a tetherball set. <laughs> you take the hundred bucks and you just go splurge and buy a tetherball. The Silver and Brown Show, ninety-seven-seven hits FM. Seven oh nine Monday morning. You know, one of the questions that just came in during uh, open mic about twenty minutes or so ago. Yeah. 
It's kind of stuck with me. And the is text the box. Tether, is it the tetherball thing? It is. The text box is making me laugh. <laughs> can, for anybody who's just tuning in, can you read the question that came in again? The question was, would you rather be the world's best tetherball player or find 100 bucks on the street? And it's a, it's a funny question on so many levels. And you brought up the point of, hey, you know, we're doing okay. Mm. We don't need the, anybody. Anybody could take a hundred dollars. Yeah, of course. But you, bucks. you thought being the best at something would be pretty cool, even if it's tetherball. Now, my counter to that was, I think there is exactly minus one people on this earth <laughs> who would be impressed yeah. that you are the best, and and then on top of that, how do you even prove it? Uh, according to a little more uh, Google research here, tetherball is a sport played uh, mostly, uh, where is it here, uh, informally. Leagues are extremely rare, and professional tetherball organizations do not exist. They do not exist. So there would be zero way to make money off of this? Uh, it, it appears to be, yes. Because to me, hustling kids at the playground. This is the thing, right? If I'm going to be the best at something, there's like there's a criteria here. One of these three, at least one of these three has to be has to hit. And really, I'd like two out of the three. Okay, Mm. number one, will it impress people at a party? So like as a story, okay, will it impress people? (laughs) In this Uh, case, they have to have a tetherball set. That answer (laughs) appears to be no, right? Number two. Can it make me money? Uh, That's a no. Doesn't look that way. And number three, will it get me laid? Oh, definitely not. That's might actually be counteractive. That's just it. It doesn't check off any of those boxes, and for that reason, give me the hundred dollar bill. They don't even have these things. When I went to elementary school, we had a tetherball thing on the playground. I, they don't have these things for kids anymore, as far as I believe, because we would just belt it at each other. Oh, and the, yeah. ang- the angry kids would just go take out their aggressions on it. Like It wasn't something that we played for sport. It was used as a weapon, primarily. I can't even tell you how many kids I saw take one off the dome, slash get their, the <laughs> string wrapped around their necks. And, oh, like. Eventually, the tetherball was removed, and there was just a pole around Same, there same. To, we just had poles, too. Yeah, there was just a pole in the ground to celebrate Festivus whenever you were ready, I guess, but <laughs> there was no other purpose for it. Like If the question was, would you rather be the best at building model trains? I have no mm-hmm. desire to do it, but at least I know it would impress some people. I'd be the best darn model train builder in Springfield. I think you have found the one thing, whoever did the text of this in, has found the one thing that exactly nobody would be impressed by. I was even trying to Google, like, in what country is it most popular? And there's not a lot of answers, really. Man, I just, I can't imagine choosing that. Yeah, I you guess gotta, not. You take the hundred bucks and you go splurge on a nice dinner and a bottle of wine. That's what you do. That's, you move on. Yes. You forget all about tetherball. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's play some Lincoln Park. We've got the machine. It's about uh, ten minutes away. Monday edition of the machine We're coming up on the Soap and Brown Show. Nine oh five. Six eight two. You call the machine anytime with that weirdness. Monday edition of the machine. And actually, we'll start with a message that quite obviously came in on a Friday night, Carl Brown. Friday night. 
<laughs> Go back out on a fire. Next is going to be trouble. Well, not really. Because there's nobody here. Because it's a lockdown. You know? Anyway, enjoy your weekend. <laughs> Thanks, man. Just having a nice lonely fire outside. Went back having a burn. I mean, there's worse ways to spend a Friday you night. You can do a lot worse, man. There are worse ways to spend a Friday night. Uh, last week, I believe it was either on Friday, maybe Thursday, a uh, drunk girl called in. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, somebody wanted to respond to that. Hey, boys. Uh, Double D here, just calling about drunk girl and her aunt feud. You know, I don't know why she's taking a fight with aunt so much. They're not doing anything. They're not harming anybody. I mean, she go after, like, alligators that are, you know, eating dogs and whatnot. There's a lot of other things you can go after, drunk girl. Stop picking fights with ants. Jeez. <laughs> well, it's a local battle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I got no beef with gators because there's no gators in my kitchen. But if I see an ant in my kitchen, there's trouble. <laughs> and you're you ready see, to feud with if them? If you see one, you got more. I'm with drunk girl on this one. Really? I guess ants in your house is a massive nuisance. Yeah, I'm a, I'm like we keep things clean and stuff, but um, there's a back door that leads right into the kitchen from uh from our place. So like yeah. we're, we're gonna get an occasional bug in there. I put the traps out early, bud. By the way, it kind of sounded like Wayne from Letterkenny to me a little bit. The guy who called in. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of other things you can go after, drunk girl. Stop picking fights with ants. Jeez. <laughs> or almost like a Shorzy almost. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the same guy, but either way. Having a few with ants. <laughs> Ten ply, bud. Uh, all right. Now that we got those out of the way, how about we get to BLB? Hey, fellas. It's uh, the the big and lonely Bob guy. Um, I, I, I'm, uh, I woke up at 5 a.m. Uh, and uh, went uh, fishing. Didn't Didn't catch anything. But I'm here. If you want to hang out, be uh, anybody you want a buddy. Pandemic's been hard on BLB. Even BLB's rod is lonely. Didn't catch anything. Well played. Although he did attract some midge flies. I uh, had a look at his Instagram on the weekend, and he may come home without any fish, but he was covered. In a disgusting cloud of bugs. So did I, actually. I did that is, see that as well. That, that is not great. It is not great. There's a lot of them that even hang around my backyard. I'm not even that close to the water. It is, uh, I don't know if this season's worse than last season. Folks who have lived here longer than I have can tell me that. But it just seems, from my perspective, that it's a bad midge season. I don't know. It, they were all over his back. They were covered. Absolutely covered. Chelsea and I tried to take Walt for a walk on Lakeshore Trail uh, in St. Catharines maybe a week ago, two weeks ago. It bailed after like 30 meters. I was putting my mask on on the trail so I would not eat bugs. It was horrendous. Terrible. By the way, if you want to follow BLB on Instagram, he's at BLB.63 for some reason. Not I'm assuming dot .69 mistaken. <laughs> yeah, BLB, you had it right there for you, man. It was right there. Uh, all right, let's get to a joke, Carl. See how you write this. Hey, what's E.T. short for? Because he's got short legs. <laughs> hey, you know, a bit of a bit of a left turn of the joke, right? 
what's it short for? Okay, what's it going to be? And then he's like, oh, no, because he's, he's short. That's funny. He's short legs. I Not liked bad. it. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you a six. Oh, whoa. Because it didn't go where I was expecting it. A little more delivery could have been a six and a half. Nice. I love that. Feeling good today. Okay. Two, we're going to do two more here. I'm going to play this for you. Okay. A little bit long. And I, I listened to it like three different times this morning because I couldn't figure out if this was a bit that this person was doing or was it a real call about this guy's real business and if it is about a real business it's got to be the most boring business of all time and the worst sales job and if it's a bit i don't even understand the bit hi my name is bob hansen i'm a website builder here in toronto in north york and i make websites for small businesses anywhere in the gta on very small budgets what I'd love to do, if you let me, is to show you a couple of website ideas I have for your business. And my modern, mobile-friendly site design will give your business a great online presence. So please call me, Bob Hansen, at 416-800-1943. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Is that a bit? No, I think it's literally something he does. He just calls people? I think so. It just leaves a message? No, I think it's web design is what he does. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, that's his sales job is, like, calling and leaving a message? I don't know. I don't know. It didn't sound like a bit, though. That's what I was like. I was like... I think it was was a legit attempt to get his web design business a plug. It's just a really weird way to go about it. It is a weird way to go about it. Also, the way he talked really creeped me out. I want him to call back. I don't know if I... I want him to tell more. I don't know if I do want them to. Why do I go with you, Bob, instead of Squarespace? Tell me why. <laughs> Call back and tell me why. Can you sound a little bit less like Christian sound. I want you to sound more. Come at us. Tell us about it. I want right. to hear the pitch. <laughs> Somebody said we should call the number. I guess we should. Call them. All right. Well, let's finish with this text and landline before we go any further. Sometimes at night I like to fill a bathtub up with lemon meringue. Then I like to sink into it until it consumes me. Mm-hmm. Next week, key lime pie. Ask to Las Vista bitch bitch. <laughs> That's going to be a new bit. What do we fill the tub with? Refried beans. 905. Sink in. 682. Pumpkin pie filling. 9797. You call the machine any time. The Soper and Brown Show. 97.7 Hits FM. Guy wanted to fill up the bathtub with lemon meringue pie. Text here yeah. says, fill up the bathtub with gummy, uh, wet gummy worms. Yeah. That another, sounds so uncomfortable. Another person asked, can we talk about like a gelatin-based key lime pie or traditional condensed milk key lime pie? Ken- Very different condensed sensations. Milk. Condensed milk. Uh, Some of the KFC gravy. While we're on the chicken train today, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd climb in. I like the pumpkin pie filling. Oh, I'd sink into that. I would I would dip in. And Probably nice and cool. Don't and if think? I did it, I hope I'd just sink in slowly, too. What would you like to slip into a bathtub for love? Let us know. <laughs> 977 Head to the Facebook page. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> uh, one of the other machine messages came in <laughs> from Bob Hansen. <laughs> and apparently we were not the only ones to get this call on Friday. 
It's a robocall, huh? Now, and just just my opinion. If yeah. you're going to create a robocall campaign, for one, that's horrendous and don't. Yeah. Two, that's the voiceover guy you used? Very weird, right? And this is kind of what I said to you, where I was like, I was like, if, if this is a bit, yeah. I don't even understand the bit. No, and I don't get it at all. If it's a real business, like, what the hell are you talking like that for? Yeah. This this is him here, if you just missed Hi, it. Hi, my name is Bob Hansen. I'm a website builder here in Toronto, in North York, and I make websites for small businesses. First of all, we is are- Is that at, what you do, Bob? We are at least a medium business, okay? Can I see your search history, Bob? <laughs> right? Hmm? He did leave a number, so I thought we got to call it. I'm guessing no one picked up. Well, you are correct. I called it off air, and the, the son of a bitch got me, too. Right off the <laughs> what? hop. What do you mean he got you? Here, listen to this. Hold on. Hello, this is Bob Hansen. Hey, Bob. Thanks so much for calling. If you'll just... Oh, he got you. <laughs> God, he got me good. You remember, was, when that was like, remember when that was, was like so a thing mad. for people to do on their voicemails? Yeah. It was the worst thing ever. Hey, how's it going? Nah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> the worst. This is the worst trend in history. Back when people left voicemails. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I decided to leave a message for him because it uh, just, but in, in the vein of what he did to us. Hello, this is Bob Hansen. Thanks so much for calling. If you'll just leave your name and number, I will call you right back. I promise. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Record your message at the tone. Press any key or stop talking to end the recording. Hi, Bob. This is Matt Soper calling from 97.7 Hits FM. I received your message about the building of a website. And frankly, I mean, Bell Media, iHeartRadio, I'm, I'm looking to change the website up. I have no idea if they're into it, but I think that you, you could take us to the next level, Bob. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to call me back with some ideas some suggestions about how you and your business will take us to the top through cheap prices. Well, frankly, I'd love to hear it. Uh, Bob, you give me a call back, 905-682-9797. Thanks, Bob. I don't know if he's going to return our call. I know that you tried to uh, tried to have it like sound kind of creepy along like with this. You couldn't even you couldn't even get on the register. You can't just sound like you can't just sound like Karen Karenson. <laughs> I don't know how to be creepy. Now, Bob, listen here. Here's an opportunity for you, Bob. You got to give us a call. No, you're, you're right. Yours it's is creepier, just, actually. It is creepier. Bob, listen. <sighs> the Soper and Brown Show, ninety-seven-seven hits FM. Eight oh six Monday morning. I'm Matt Soper. He's Carl Brown. Mondays we like to go through any of the messages that we missed uh, from the previous week. Carl, we had a busy week last week. We were yeah, all over the place in terms of topics. We had a lot of content. Shelby was off. We had uh, we had some room to stretch our legs. Did we get any feedback over the weekend that we missed out on? Let's get to a mailbag. Y'all ready for this? You can. Always email us, brown at hitsfm.com, soper at hitsfm.com. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, text, many different ways to get them in. And if we don't get to any of your texts, we typically like to grab them and save them 
and then just yeah. do a recap on Monday before we get into the rest of the week. And as you could imagine, Carl, there was a lot of email that came in about, well, me being a filthy liar, to put yeah. it lightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was clear. It was clear to everyone. I made three different mistakes last week. <laughs> One time I said I think that quicksand doesn't exist. We are proven very wrong and quickly. There's even some locally. It's just not like you picture it in the movies. I was going to say, I think more so than anything, that's what I should have said. Yeah. It's right? not some like mirage in the middle of the desert yeah. that, that sucks you in. There's just, you know, unstable ground in areas where moisture has overwhelmed the dirt. Moisture, you say? That's what I say. Uh, I also, for some reason, admitted on air that we do not have baby boxes for our kids to keep all their memories in. Yeah, you guys said that you and Chels don't really have keepsakes for the kids, yeah. and especially in their early years, until your wife reminded you that you have handcrafted baby boxes in mm-hmm. each of their closets that her father mm-hmm. made and gifted you for Christmas. That's right. Which you just forgot about, which I'm still... I'm still. I'm probably most shook about that one. Of yeah. Your, of your of your three dalliances with lying last week, that is the one that sticks with me because it was just mind boggling that you even contribute to these things on a regular basis, and we're just like, oh. I just completely spaced on that one. Just spaced. <laughs> I did get a, a an email from Cole said, "Don't worry, yeah. Matt. I also forgot that I had a baby box. Of course, I didn't admit it to thousands of people or my wife, but yeah, but." Just know that I am with you. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> cool. I appreciate that at the very yeah. least. Uh, and then the other thing was the the tumbleweed drama. Right. Um, Somewhere on Thursday, you just dipped in out of nowhere and said that tumbleweeds aren't real. And I don't know whether you had forgotten that you'd seen one or just were thought they were a movie prop for the most part, but they are absolutely real. We had many people send us proof that they were real. And then we dipped back into your own social media history and found out that you, in fact, know they're real. Well, the picture of the fake tumbleweed that quite obviously is a doctored photo is over at our Facebook page. Uh, multiple, multiple emails about tumbleweeds came in. This one, though, I thought was most interesting. Uh, from Hank. He said, Soper, I could grab you a tumbleweed and bring it to the White House of Rock on Monday. If you need to see it, you need to hold it, you need to whatever you may need to do, I can bring it in and we can put this to bed. I mean, what more proof do you need? You're already holding one in the photo. Doctored photo. Um, I don't, So Hank sent that on the weekend and I didn't see it until this morning when I was gathering things up. So... I didn't respond to him, but Hank, if you're listening, did you grab a tumbleweed just in case we talked about this? <laughs> Bring one on by. I want to know if he just has one sitting in his like trunk right now, or just leave it at the front door. Yeah, brought it in. Like it's like sitting in his basement. His wife's like, "Why is that tumbleweed in here?" And Hank's like, "Just, uh, just give me it. It's for somebody, okay? Just." It's the thing. And then how long does his wife let him ha- keep the tumbleweed until she's like, get rid of the damn tumbleweed? I'm going to say a week. A week? Yeah, you get a week. <laughs> well, Hank, if you do have the tumbleweed, please bring it by and leave it on the front steps of the White House of Rock. I appreciate that. Um, we also discussed a little bit about the worst candy of all time. Oh, yeah. The yeah, Smarties McFlurry. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, the Smarties McFlurry made a, what we think is a, a bit of an underwhelming return. <laughs> 
Big time. Uh, so a few people at the time said Smarties is the worst candy of all time, and people. No, that, that's that that's an overreach. It's not the worst, but I think it's up there. It's a reach. I think it's up there. There's way worse. Um, some more messages came in on that. Big Turk continued to take a beating when it came to the worst candy. It's a real specific taste that the because it's a lot of that's a lot of jelly in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, a lot. Girl. Uh, black jube jubes. Yeah, of course. One that came Standard. in a whole bunch. Yeah, and, black uh, licorice. It's divisive. Um, bounty bars. We talked a little bit about bounty bars on Friday. Yes, straight up coconut. Uh, but uh, this person here says, uh, my um, dad told me growing up that the stuff inside the bounty bar was actually white chocolate. Because he thought that I would start to not like coconut because I didn't like the taste of it. He fed me coconut in other spots, and I liked, but bounty bars, I said I didn't, and told people I didn't like white chocolate for the longest time in my life. Turns out my dad just lied to me this whole time. Oh, good. Maybe I'm his dad. I might be his dad. You could be. Uh, A known liar. What have you lied to your kids about in their food? Hmm? What are you feeding them? Dude. So mm-hmm. many things. Sixty percent of parenting is just lying. It's telling small lies. Yes, of course. Everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, last one here. Uh, we did talk a little bit about brushes with fame, and mostly to do with Chad Kruger. Yes. Of Nickelback. Uh, somebody had a chance to sleep with Chad Kruger, and passed on it. Didn't end up doing it. He was telling her the whole time that I will make you my wife. Uh, we still don't think that would Classic happen. Chad move. Yeah. <laughs> but said she kind of regrets not sleeping with Chad Kruger. Oh, sure. Not, again, not because I think he's going to be some you know dynamite guy in bed. It's just I don't know, it's a story yeah, to tell. It's a story. Sure. A uh, couple that I, I, I want to hand you here. Somebody said, I know somebody that sat next to Bono on a plane. She had no idea who he was until people started asking for his autograph. <laughs> I then told him, I'm a teacher. He said, cool. And that was the last time I ever talked to Bono. <laughs> he wouldn't stop talking about recycling the whole flight. <laughs> uh, this one, though, I, I, I like, and we'll finish with. John Cusack once cut me off while riding a moped in Vancouver. <laughs> I yelled at him. He flipped me off and kept going. Oh, boy, John. John Flipped off by John Cusack. He's got the right to the road. I actually, A guy I worked with in radio years and years ago. His sister slept with John Cusack. Is that right? Yeah, and she she works on movie sets, okay. and I guess it's a little unprofessional. But okay, well, I guess it it ended up happening. Uh-huh. And uh, and like more than once, like not just like a one off. Oh, like, like she had a short relationship with John Cusack. Yeah, I'm guessing probably on set, and then when he left, he yes. probably never contacted. And uh, would he say anything? Uh, so he all what I gathered from it was it was okay. Yeah? Yeah, it was okay. Which oh. doesn't surprise me. I didn't think John Cusack was like packing or anything. He doesn't scream like phenomenal lover to you? I don't Does he to you? No. He held a boombox in one of those movies, but it doesn't mean he's packing. Yeah, I'm, I already made the say anything reference. You missed it. Yeah, no, I didn't understand it at all. Okay, well, that's the name of the movie where he holds the boombox. Is that the name of the movie? Yeah, it's called oh. Say Anything. Oh, okay. I didn't know what the movie was called. I just know oh. the moment. Sure glad we found ourselves here. <laughs> hey, we got there in the end. <laughs> Anyways, John Cusack flips people off and is okay in bed. That's the lesson. It's a lesson from today's show. <laughs> the Silver and Brown Show, 97.7 Hits FM. A few more brushes with fame stories starting to float in by way of text, Carl. They're not quite uh, They're not quite <laughs> sleeping with John Cusack, but they're no. still pretty good. More Chad Kruger stuff coming in. After Which last one? week, we heard of a woman who almost slept with Chad Kruger. Almost. Went to his apartment yeah. only to leave when he was in the bathroom. 
and I still want to know what happened between getting there and bailing out. But that's the 30 minutes that we didn't get to hear about the... Uh. I think there's a story in there somewhere. I've got to imagine it's one of those... Left to the imagination. She didn't really want to, but convinced herself to. And, and then got there and realized, I s- no. My gut was right. I shouldn't pass. be here. I should not yeah. sleep with Chad Kruger. Big pass. <laughs> uh, one of them here uh, said, uh, was at Edgefest uh, 15 years ago in Barrie and... Uh, uh, Chad Kruger and the band were ripping around on dirt bikes and just about ran over <laughs> my buddies and I. <laughs> like, the, like, the, like the backstage bikes, so they kind of. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, there was one we came in last week from a hits listener, Brad, said he met the Nickelback guys in 2000 at a taping of the Mike Bullard show. Oh my God, what? That's <laughs> the most. That sounds like the most Canadian story there is until he follows it up with this. I got their autograph on the cover of a Zeller's catalog. Oh, now it's officially the most Canadian story of all time. That story should be told in place of our national anthem. (laughs) Just that story over and over again? Nickelback and a Mike Bullard taping. Signed my Zeller's catalog. I like this. My buddy's mom went on a few dates with Randy Bachman. Oh, yeah, right on. A few years back. She didn't know who he was. He had to play taking care of business for her to even know who he was. Now, is that just a long play to get him to play Taking Care of Business? Is that what it is? <laughs> you had your own Grey Cup halftime show on your date. That's phenomenal. <laughs> your own Grey Cup halftime show. Could you imagine? Yeah. I don't know who you are. You, you mean... Oh, come on. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know... I was one of those guys. This is... Like, I'm in this. I was the B. <laughs> <laughs> I was the B in PTO. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, That's very funny. Before, I've got one here. Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, do you remember, speaking of sleeping with people and using mm-hmm. your, your stuff, do you remember the Dennis Quaid story that we got? Like, God, this might have been like a year ago at this point. Dennis Quaid. What did he do? I don't remember. I'm going to close no. I'm gonna turn this off. Do you have something? Well, so I went back. I tried to find the audio, but I can't remember exactly when it happened, and I guess I didn't title it Dennis Quaid. So Which one's the crazy one, Dennis or Randy? Randy's the crazy one. Randy Quaid? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Quaid is just... Uh, he... Dennis Quaid's day after tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is about Dennis Quaid, and somebody called and said, I used to work at a video store, and Dennis Quaid... When he was, uh, I think he was like filming nearby or something like that, mm-hmm. would pick up girls and then go to the the, the movie oh, store that's right. and would rent movies that he was in. Jeez. And he was using that as a way to like. I'd rather just play taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be one of the saddest ways to get. Yeah, you remember. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we were taking in uh, Doug Gilmore stories? Yeah, yeah, of course. I uh, I stashed a bunch of them under a uh, under a Word doc that I entitled Ooh. Doug Tales. Okay. Hold, Do you have anything queued up for me? Hold tight. I just played a song. Okay, I'll sit here. Hold tight. I want some Doug Tales after this, though. <laughs> I, oh, you were right. You said, this is going to come back around. We're going to need these. Yeah. Today's the day. Damn, were you right. Okay, let's do some more after tea party on Hits FM. Soper and Brown Show. Text the show, 977-977, anytime. Just want to preface this by saying that, killer, we love you. Mm -hmm. All of these stories are in good fun, but 
We had so many Doug Gilmore stories come in. We had tons. You made a Word document. I made one reference of that famous poster that you get at the Scholastic uh, Book Fair when you're a kid in elementary school of Dougie and the Leathers on the motorcycle being way too sexy of a poster for a Scholastic Book Fair. (laughs) And the Doug Gilmore stories poured in. So we stashed a bunch. I said, one day they're going to come around. And on the uh, the eve of the Leafs uh, playoffs versus Montreal, I want to get to two here. Some Doug Tales. I want to get this change around to the exit. Hold on. Doug Tales. <laughs> this, uh, Doug Tales. Um, this theme slaps, by the way. I know, dude. Holy. Comes, like, late 80s, early 90s cartoons, the Doug Tales theme uh, is a step above. Ooh. Okay, Tales. what do you got for Doug Tales? can make a case. Uh, I'm going to give you two here. Uh, first Doug Gilmore story for you. This one comes in from a hits listener. So when I was a kid, uh, the Leafs were playing in a charity uh, charity softball game against the Niagara Falls Thunder OHL team. I gave Doug uh, a rookie card of his so he could sign it. He just wandered off into the crowd with my rookie card. Fifteen minutes later, he hit a foul ball and it smoked a woman in the mouth. Oh. Tougher day for Doug. Oh, you ever get that rookie card back? <laughs> I don't think he got the card oh. back. No. <laughs> Second one here says, uh, "Quick Gilmore story from a couple years ago." Buddy played an old timers hockey game uh, with him. Uh, when I say a buddy, uh, he's twenty years older than me. They went to a strip club after the game. Gilmore closed down the club oh, for yeah. all the guys that came along. Stayed all night. Paid the bill. Supplied the beers. And they just rolled back up to the arena at 7 a.m. for their next game. <laughs> what a <laughs> legend. Got to get him on the show. Yeah. Is it possible? He lives in like Burlington or something, doesn't he? Look, Doug, if you're listening, this is all good fun. There's a good chance Doug Gilmore could be amongst Hits Nation. Get get after us. 905-688-9797. We'll do, we'll do Doug Tales for a while, and then it'll culminate with having Doug Gilmore on the show. Yeah. Come on. And you can confirm or deny the story. Once every couple of weeks, Dougie, hey. 10 minutes of your time. Is that too much to ask for? Is there a charity you want us to donate to? Let us know. Get after it. Now, now, it's time, time for Carl versus the World on 97.7 Hits FM. All right, Mr. Carl Brown. It's been over a month since we've uh, brought this one back. Florida headlines? Yeah, it could Florida be headlines. sometime. I don't know. One of my favorites because I get to flex my creative muscle. You do? To try to trick you guys. And he loves to flex, folks. Oh, big time. Eric in Scarborough is who you're going to be playing on behalf of today. Eric, okay. Eric in Scarborough. We got $100 worth of vouchers for the Lotto Max trial, which Carl said $50 million. Yeah. We're looking at for a jackpot. Massive, massive pot there. Uh, Mike in Stony Creek. Mike, good morning, buddy. How you doing today? Good. Uh, garbage man, Mike. This is your third time playing. I think you told me off air, right? Yep. You're and and what what is it before you split? Yeah, we're split one on one right now. Oh, here we go. This is a big game. Then this is winner takes all. Winner takes the marbles. So, Mike, h- how are you when it comes to random headlines? Have you played this game before? Or is it different games you played? I think I played Facebook. Okay. Oh, the Facebook ones. Okay. Oh, the marketplace buying stuff. Right. Marketplace, well, yeah. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you two headlines. One of them is completely real. The other, I have made up. You're looking for the real headline. The real headline. Make sense? 
Yep. All right. And uh, as always, we'll give you the option to go first or second. What do you want to do? Oh, we'll go second today. Go second today. Okay. Been a theme lately. It has been. It's smart. I think that's the way to go. Uh, Carl Brown, let's start with couple having sex in the middle of the road say they started after watching the eclipse. <laughs> or Florida man arrested for marijuana possession tells cops you'll never find the rest. They did. <laughs> um give me the uh give me the uh, give me the solar eclipse sex. Real headline. That is correct. Yes. Atta boy. I made it. It's, a, it's made a very erotic solar event. <laughs> but in the middle of the road? Sometimes, buddy. They were given a ticket, by the way. Hey, uh, you're the king of when the time's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's huh? true, actually. You're right. It's much more sober move than a brown move. <laughs> uh, okay. Mike, Florida man dies immediately after winning roach eating contest. <laughs> or... Florida woman learns the hard way she stole laxatives and not ecstasy. Oh, let's go with the laxatives. Laxatives. That's incorrect, pal. Mm. Was that? Florida man dies immediately after winning roach eating contest. He was eating a bunch of live roaches, uh, and he ended up having a heart attack and dying immediately after getting the crown. Uh, the only thing the story didn't say how many cockroaches he did eat. So I was upset about that. Uh, Carl. Ready. Let's go with Florida man denies syringes found in rectum are his. Okay. Or Florida man arrested for allegedly throwing cookies at girlfriend while calling her the cookie monster. <laughs> Both very viable. I'm going to go with butt syringes. God, he's got it again. Butt <laughs> syringes is correct. I watched that uh, Panthers-Lightning game last night, so I'm all floored up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I, Ooh, I, that was a good one. I Barn thought, burner. I thought the cookies one was going to get you. I felt confident yeah. about that. Uh, okay, this means that, Mike, you got to get this correct, man, or it's a quick and dirty round. Florida man. Florida man takes golf cart ride through fine china shop. Or Florida man posing as fake cop Pulls over Sheriff and attempts to arrest him with zip ties. Ooh. I feel like the China Shop one's like a too easy one, though. Mm. But I'm going to go with the China Shop one. China Shop one. You think it's so insane it must be real? Yeah. It looks like I got you here today, pal. That is yeah, not correct. I lured you in with the most ridiculous story and premise. I'm sorry, pal. Uh, Mike, hey, it's the way it goes sometimes. We're going to have to cut you loose. You try us back anytime this week, though, okay? Well, maybe Carl will have a better week this week than last week. Yeah, it's true. That's very true. There you go, buddy. I start you off like that. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. Much appreciated, bud. Cheers, buddy. You have a great morning, all right? You too, buddy. Thanks, man. Well, let's welcome in our big winner. We got Eric and Scarborough. Eric, look at that. Right. You didn't have go to do Carl, a whole lot. Go, Carl. Oh boy. Got how, you covered today, buddy. How would have you done, by the way? Were you playing off air? Yeah. Um, I probably would have done the same answers as Carl. <laughs> as Carl. Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, b- <laughs> big win for Brown today. And we're going to give you $100 worth of vouchers for the Lotto Max draw. $50 million. How's that sound? Thank man? you. All right, stay in the lives. We'll get your information, okay? Call me now. Who is this? A huge ass. Is this two people on the line? No, I'm doing a party line. <laughs>
Are you giggling at the one that just came in? <laughs> the sex one? Yeah, you want to ask it? Yeah, well, yeah. 977-977, you can text the show. <laughs> Would you rather be with someone that's a horrible person, but great in bed, or a good person, but a starfish in bed? Um, Am I the starfish in this scenario? <laughs> 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 Stretched out. Well, look, uh, if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that you better be living yeah. with somebody even half decent. Yeah, the crazy catches up to you, man. Because, yeah, if if you've been locked in your house and, yeah, you don't enjoy the person you're with, mm-hmm. ooh. ooh. So there you go. That's my answer. Um, I got some here. Uh, I like this one from Caitlin. Uh, so just curious, you know, if you remember the cartoon Pinky and the Brain, if you two were the main characters, what would be your plan to take over the world? Well, you're listening to it. Yeah, this is like step three. As many dick and fart jokes as we possibly can. Aggressively penis. Wrestling, tri- yeah, wrestling trivia and sound bites until we are simulcast worldwide. What do you think? Chicken shoes for daddy. <laughs> world domination for daddy. <laughs> That's all a man wants. Is that too much? <laughs> Speaking of, uh, what is something you've wanted your whole life but will never obtain? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> the memory of the Vancouver Canucks hoisting a Stanley Cup outside of an EA Sports video game. Oh, dark. Yeah. Dark and true. Yeah, that's that ship has probably sailed for the Canucks. 50 years of a disgusting, cruel experiment in counting. Yeah. I honestly think that both the Canucks and the Sabres should be relocated, and we all move on. We <laughs> learned some things. We lost some things. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I still feel like the Cowboys can win a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Well, they've already hung banners, but not yeah. that you've been yeah, like, no, that like I've physically. To, but that, that could happen, yeah. right? There's that Foreseeably, that could yeah. happen. What is something else? Oh. Inner peace? <laughs> the love of a father. The love of your father. <laughs> the respect of your fellow man. <laughs> it's got to be something. This has just turned into dark, <laughs> dark <laughs> confessions. Un- unfulfilled dreams. By Carl Brown. Uh, speaking of dreams, this guy had one. He said, Carl and I were competing on treadmills. Uh, I'm a fat guy, and Carl walloped me. What does that mean? Well, it means, bud, that I've got a treadmill in my basement, and I do try and use it at least a couple times a week. There you go. Hey, Paid for the damn thing. I was going to say, that's the biggest thing. I got a treadmill for my wife for Christmas, and we haven't used it in a bit. And I was like, we've got to find a way to get this into the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's like like 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes, like two, three times a week, I've got to just go down there and use it. I just put on a hockey game or something, trying to think about it. You feel good Uh, when it's done? No? Mm. I do. Uh, Question here. (laughs) (laughs) Carl quickly moves on. (laughs) (laughs) Why does... The Littlest Hobo outro sound like Matt singing it. Why Man. does Hits Nation keep asking us this? So it's I went not you. It's just the song from the show. It might be me. I went back through the guy's text history because I was curious. Is it the same person asking every time? But no. No? Was another new person asking? Another new one. I don't know hmm. what's happening here. Hmm. Now, I will say this, and I don't know if you saw this email. I don't remember if you were attached to this email or not. Uh, Steve who has written us a few songs on the show. He has written a new Shelby intro. The okay. It Shall Be No. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, sure, yeah. That's Steve. Uh, he did the machine outro that we played for a little while. Okay. Well, he sent an email over the weekend and said, boys, I decided to write something up. I decided 
to do a bit of a remix on the Littlest Hobo song. He said, I don't care if you finish with it. I don't care if you even play it. Just wanted to send it to you. You do what you want with it. Now's a good time as any. You want to hear it? Yeah, I want to hear it. All right. That's a blast, Steve. Well done, buddy. bad, right? That's fun, man. Well done. Steve, the uh, musical mystery man. Yeah, dude. He's got so many things up his We're keeping him artistically motivated. The Sober and Brown Show. Before we get out of here, before we get to what we learned, can I read that text that just came in? Yeah, that's what I'm giggling at here. Hey, boys. First day back to work on the road since Christmas. I'm glad you guys didn't get fired. Love to hear it. Still standing, folks. Not yet. Only uh, got in trouble for the milking table thing. Yeah. Well, comment, really comment, it. comment. Yeah. Beyond that, we've been pretty clean, honestly. Pretty, pretty clean. For the most part. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. What did we learn on the show today, pal? <laughs> I've learned that uh, even if you're the best in the world, tetherball might be a useless skill. Yeah. You know, I really, I loved that question. Somebody said, would you rather be the greatest tetherball player in the history of the world? Or get a $100 bill. And on the outside, you go, well, I'm the best at something. You could probably do something with it, right? I would assume if you're the best at tetherball in the world, your hand-eye coordination has to be good enough to provide you some other skills in life. But as for the tetherball itself, there's no professional tetherball leagues. There's no one to test it against. It's, yeah. It would How be do you s- say you're the best in the world? I don't oh. even know. There's no one even to compete with. Again, I, I, there's three things for me. A- can, does it tell a good story? Can I tell stories at a party? I can't. Is it going to make me any money? No. Mm-mm. Is it going to get me laid? It's not. So no. I don't choose it. No. If, if it can even cross off one of those, preferably money or sex, I'm in. What do you, what do, you do? Like, do you find a tetherball set up somewhere and just hang out near it and see if anybody steps up to the challenge? And what, squash kids? Like, <laughs> yeah. get out of here, Timmy! <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Just be the Goldberg of the tetherball in the court. I'm 53 I'm, years old, boss. I'm 142-0. and 0. <laughs> uh, The Kurt Cobain hair auction wrapped up, and it went for much more than you expected it oh, to. I said, I think my guess was 5100 What did it go for? It went for uh, $14,125. Six strands. Six strands, man. Kurt Cobain's hair. That's outrageous. From a haircut in 1989. That is outrageous. In jolly old England. Uh, we learned that John Cusack is just okay in bed. <laughs> no, no, he said he was okay. Just, yeah, okay. just okay. Just okay is different than okay. Is it? Yeah, I would say so. Just okay is like, eh. okay is, I'd go back. Okay. I'd okay. go back. So but, okay, was, is, is okay like a five? Are you like a five out of ten? Yeah, is I think okay so. okay a five? 
And what's just okay a four? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think just okay, you don't go back to the well. Interesting. Okay, you go back to the well. That's how I think. I think I'm just okay. Um, <laughs> we, we got Robo called by somebody with the creepiest voice of all time. What do you think, Bob Hansen? Do you think he's just okay? <laughs> Less than okay. <laughs> Poor Bob. Um, that's don't what roll. happens. Hey, don't sit at robocalls. You won't get harassed by a radio station. When sorry, you, Bob. Yeah, you robocall a radio station. It's over. What do you expect? I'm sorry. We're talking about your sex life. That's what, what do you expect? <laughs> uh, is there anything else we learned today? It's uh, all I wrote yeah. down. I think we uh, finished with Bob Hansen sex. I think that's how we finished the show today. <laughs> that's the high point. Ashley's up next. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow. Party people. There's a voice. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. Silver and Brown on 97.7 Hits FM.